This is the Comstock Report podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. I liked successful farming magazine Dan Looker's headline, Farm Credit Lenders and Borrowers, Good for Now. He was referring to farmers getting credit lines for spring planting. If the COVID-19 crude oil crisis had happened a few months earlier before credit lines were approved, imagine the disruption that it would have caused. Some would have never gotten financing and rents would have been challenged. Crop production could have been disrupted. As all crop prices have plunged below the cost of production, maybe excluding rice, farmers would have had to approve in their risk management plan to bankers. If financial statements were retaken today, there would be a material deterioration from just a few months ago. A lot of farmers are storing unhedged old crop grain that will have devalued. Unhedged livestock producers would really have no sure way to even value their inventory. What is a contract worth if the packers will not take the hogs or cattle? Euthanizing animals is the same as destroying collateral. The farm credit system has been pretty proud of the dividend that they have been paying and we have come to expect. If they can get through all of this credit disruption and still maintain the dividend, my hat will be off to them. I will lower my expectations, however. The dividend is what makes them competitive. Farmland has been a pretty solid asset on the balance sheet. What happens next to farmland values? I think we can be pretty sure that buyers are going to want something off for the COVID-19 crude oil crisis and its impact on the ag sector. Farm incomes are going to plunge and CCC payments will cover 30% of it. Thank goodness that we have crop revenue insurance and the farm program for a safety net. We will need it. There will be crucial support for farmland values. Interest rates are as cheap as they've ever been in my lifetime, and that provides support for farmland values. Many crop inputs are petroleum-based or natural gas-based, so lower prices will reduce input costs next year. Fertilizer and chemicals should reflect lower oil costs. It is never enough, though. I don't think that current crop prices justify much of the cash rent being paid. Farmers paying $300 plus an acre were expecting better prices than they're going to get. Bankers will weigh in on the cash rent negotiations next season. If cash rents actually decline, that weighs on farmland values. The safety net is well set for this year. Corn guaranteed price at 388 and the PLC at 370. Crop revenue insurance is based upon the February price average, and it is likely to be lower next year. That will impact both credit lines and cash rents paid. Good for now was the key to Looker's headline. The U.S. House passed the $480 billion addendum to the CARES Act. $310 billion of it goes to more funding for the Paycheck Protection Program. Farmers planting corn could set their auto steer and fill out the app in about 10 minutes. On the hogs. The kilo for the week was off 17% from a year ago. That doesn't line up with other data that says that 25% of kill capacity is down. Packers were able to keep most of the product market gain. The standard packer margin improved to $79. Packers probably wish they had cut the kill sooner. What producers get will be determined by what kind of contract they have. Contracts based on pork prices will bring more. Also important is where the contract producer is in the priority order to get their hogs killed. If you were part of that 17%, they're getting heavier. The trade may be optimistic that China will increase its pork purchase, but that doesn't mean it will boost the price of hogs. 
Iowa State University economist Dermot Hayes and Dr. Steve Meyer estimate hog producers lost $37 a head or $5 billion for the period covered by the first tranche of the CCC COVID aid. USDA has allotted $1.9 billion for the payment. Payment limits will mean that only the smaller producers get covered. I'll bet there was some creative entity construction after last year's payment to get ready just in case of another. On cattle, April Live Cattle doesn't like what it sees ahead with the kill being curtailed so severely. They are pricing in what they think cash cattle will sell for on April 30th. The kill to date was off 29% from a year ago, and that was before they announced that Tyson is closing its Pasco, Washington plant while it tests the workers. The kill capacity is just not there to kill front-end numbers, plus those being pushed back on top of them. Kill capacity is not going to spring back and is unlikely to recover to pre-COVID-19 levels when it does begin to recover. The choice cutout continues to soar. Packers are really sticking it to retailers, so they will not be able to offer much pricing that is attractive to consumers for May Beef Month. Packers argue that feedlots would not complain if it were the other way around, but it never is. They have the leverage, and feedlots never do. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.